as we move along this journey to transform into who God created us to be and closer to the purpose in our lives, we will look at various aspects from walking by faith to dealing with forgiveness and guilt. At the start of this journey, we must, however, start with the first extraordinary moment in the life of every believer, his or her personal God encounter. Whether you grew up as a Christian or not, every believer has a Paul, Saul, moment, or a God encounter at one stage in his or her life. It is a moment in time where God transports you to a place where you and God are alone. At that moment, you may be faced with your sins, beliefs that you have clung to your entire life, his immeasurable love for you, or perhaps even all of the above. The thing that makes it a God encounter is that you know. You know that you know that it is God. The very fabric of your being is touched as you truly experience God, and doubt is simply no longer an option. It is in that moment of time that you are presented with the only question that will ever matter a thousand years from now. Will you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? It is a question that will be gone in an instant if you dismiss it or deny what is happening, or it is a question that will last for an eternity if you say yes. That very moment where the reality of God is revealed to you is something completely unique to each person. Like a fingerprint, it belongs to you alone, and there is only one person who has the words to share the power of it. You. Your personal testimony is arguably one of the most powerful tools that you will ever have at your disposal. In the book of Acts, we find Paul confronted on several occasions, and in each case he responds by stating with an account of his personal testimony and describing his encounter with God. This happens several times in Acts alone, and I can only but wonder how many times he shared his God encounter through his life. Paul did not do this because he had nothing to say, but because he understood the power of personal testimony. God can use your testimony in the exact same way, and because it is such an amazing and personal encounter, you will speak of it with a conviction that cannot be taught or learned. It is a conviction and truth that will break the chains that hold captive the hearts of those who hear it. Satan will try to reduce the value of your testimony because he knows the power of it. He may even use shame against you and convince you to only tell half of your testimony. Do not allow this glorious gift to be devalued. Your testimony is yours. It is a gift from God. There is not another testimony like it. Treasure your testimony and let it be used for the glory of God. The problem so many believers face is after that amazing God encounter, they are often faced with the hardest question imaginable. What now? Good question. What now indeed? You are saved with a powerful testimony in your arsenal, but your life may or may not be a mess. You may or may not have Christian friends or a support structure. What now? This is a question that each believer must face to ensure that they do not stagnate after accepting Jesus, but rather that their decision becomes the first step of a truly remarkable journey. From now on and throughout this book, we will continuously consider this question that haunts so many believers. To start addressing this question, I would like to take this opportunity to share my testimony with you. My journey started like so many others. I was a rebellious son, a man misunderstood, a man who needed no one else, a man who really only cared about himself, and a man who was self-righteous and certainly not in need of a personal relationship with God. I was a man in deep trouble and completely unaware of it. I grew up believing in God and I even feared him, but I had no idea who God was. 
I had no concept of the love he had for us, the price he so willingly paid for us, or the righteous judgment that awaited this world. The God that I knew was to be feared, but not necessarily loved or served. The God I knew was a loving God that would never send anyone to hell. I could not even see how my own beliefs of love and fear contradicted each other, and God's standard was a completely alien concept to me. I was a Christian by all the definitions and standards so commonly used today, but I was clueless, lost, and heading toward an eternity separated from God. My understanding of Jesus was also something that had been warped by this world. I knew that he died on the cross for my sins, but what my mind was actually telling me was that Jesus died for all the real sinners. It was true that I stumbled from time to time, but I was certainly a whole lot better than the murderers, thieves, and adulterers of this world.